Now, Tech Talk with Alan Perry on CFAX 1070. Welcome aboard our Time Change Weekend edition of Tech Talk, something that hopefully we won't have to be saying in future years for Saturday, November 5th, 2022. Glad to have you aboard as our last day on Pacific Daylight Saving, not saving, saving time. We fall back tonight to Pacific Standard Time and then hopefully spring forward in the spring and then stay there as we'll talk about that on the show. We are live with you on Saturday morning. Our usual Sunday rebroadcast this weekend is preempted once again by live Seahawks football play-by-play as they play the Cardinals. So if you would normally listen to some or all of the show on Sunday, it will be available for you as a podcast courtesy of... Brian Pavlicic, your Tech Talk producer. Good morning. How are you doing? I'm doing well, thanks. How are you? Good. Getting used to the monsoons out there, but we have sunshine today, so we're in luck. Were you guys affected by the power outages last night? No. Luckily, no. No. That voice is none other than... Charles Martin. I am the Victoria Mac and iOS User Group Program Director. I'm a London Drugs in-home tech specialist, and I'm also with the Victoria Computer Club here in town as the Apple SIG instructor. And... And, and I wish we had a drum roll. Uh, I've, I've finally resist. I've been resisting this call for ages, but um, a long time ago there was a website called macnn.com mm. that I was in charge of, and I was very happy to be there. Sadly, the owner decided to retire it, and uh, so all of so uh, me and Mike Worthley, my podcast partner, helped move everybody over along to another excellent Apple News site called Apple Insider. And, and I Charles am, is now a contributing I, editor. Yep. Yeah, I, said, <laughs> I sort of couldn't resist anymore. I, watching all my friends write stuff, and I'm like, oh, I want to do that. Yeah. We actually featured a couple of your articles on, on last week's show. Oh, well, thank so you very much. That. That's so, very yes, good. So if you check out uh, our show notes at shownotes.ca, you will find Charles's happy face there. You will also find his link to his profile on appleinsider.com and his first few articles. Think of me as Kyle Wilson Jr. (laughs) (laughs) Kyle will be laughing at that. There we go. Uh, Before we get going, I want to say you're invited to join me for a free workshop on staying safe online on Sunday, November 20th at the Sydney North Sandwich Library Branch and Rest Haven Drive in Sydney. This workshop is being hosted by the Sydney Community Association, and I am delighted and honored to be the guest at their first in-person gathering since before the pandemic. Wow, yeah. very nice. So they finally feel uncomfortable. The, the VMUG, by the way, will be having an in-person meeting for our uh, holiday for our holiday gathering and giving away some prizes, but I'll mention that later. Yes, VMUG, Victoria Mac and iOS User Group, will have the meeting coming up this Wednesday. We'll talk about that as well. So if you'd like to join us, Sunday, November 20th, 2 p.m., in the Nell Horth room in the library on Rest Haven Drive across from Shoal Point. There is no need to register. There is no fee. You just have to show up. That is in the show notes now, so you can go, wait, 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 I didn't get that. So if you're out in Sydney by the sea, my new home, then you're welcome to join us there. Lots of stuff to talk about uh, this week. Uh, some new scams. <sighs> Things but like there was there was nothing to talk about last week. But <laughs> yeah, exactly. lots to talk about this week. Um, but I wanted to mention one thing because this is this is Remembrance Week, and one of the things that we, this shows always we prided ourselves on is guiding you through changes in technology. And if you want to support our veterans by buying Poppy, um, I'm on Poppy number three. That's okay if you lose them, then you make another donation. But I don't carry cash anymore. Right. And so when I went to get my first poppy, 
of the year. I was out in Langford, and I went to the box, and I went, I don't feel right taking a poppy with those. Oh, wait, look. There's a QR code in the bottom left corner of the box where you'd put your coins in. Yep. So you just simply, and I thought we should mention not just that they've done this, but also if you've never done this, how to do this. So you just pull out your smartphone, Mm -hmm. and you point the camera, open up the camera, and point it at the QR code, Charles, and... And uh, it will, well, on an iPhone at least, it will ask if you want to go to this place. Yeah, you'll see a little orange uh, pop-up right Right. below the QR code, and it gives you the address, and you tap there, and it takes you directly, in this case, to the Prince Edward Legion Branch PayPal page, and it's all set for poppy donation, and you can do $1, $2, $5, $10, and you just tap it, and it uses your your PayPal account if you have one. Right. So congratulations to the Legion on realizing... Brian, that the world is changing, and there were people that would want to donate. Yes, but don't have the cash. I in bet their they pocket. I bet they were experiencing that a lot, so it, it prompted them to make this adjustment. Yeah, they quick. had the time during the pandemic to do that. So I put a picture in the show notes there, so you can see literally how it works. So that's kind of and the neat thing is it doesn't go to Legion Command in in Ottawa. It actually goes to the local Legion branch wherever you are and whatever wherever you're listening to us. So not all Legions have done this. Yep. Some some have put a sticker that does go to headquarters, but then it gets tabulated and it still comes back. But yeah, okay. you'll find in most cases. And when you go to a lot of the major stores that have invited veterans to come in and take poppy donations. Right. They've set up very specific ones, like HSBC has an actual physical thing where, where you just simply do an NFC and you tap your phone oh, yes. against that, and it pops up and says, you pick the... And there's three different amounts that you could do, and you tap your phone against the right one. So, yeah, so that's kind of neat. Neat. You can also point your phone at the poppy itself, the new 2022 poppy, and it will offer you the story of a soldier. No way. Yeah. Through the yeah, through a, you, you have to have a poppy that's got the little QR yeah, code yeah. on. Yeah, so that's a new poppy, so not poppies from past years. Oh, so, gotcha. So, there we go. Put that one in there. And as we mentioned off the top, we do turn our clocks back one hour tonight, presumably for the last time as we fall back to Pacific Standard Time. You'll be hearing about it on the news, but the deal is oh, we have to do this all together. Washington, Oregon, California have all agreed, but they don't have the authority to do it on their own. They require the approval of the of the Congress, and it sailed through the Senate, no problems. Uh, It stalled in the House of Representatives, Mm. but because there's all this coverage about the time change today, one would think that they would get their proverbial collective political butts together and work this out. I don't know, they're kind of unfocused at the moment because of the upcoming election. But this one is sort of apolitical, as much as anything can be apolitical in the U.S. So the plan is... They'll find a way. Well, yeah. Well, well, I'm going to be an optimist on this one. So the plan is that we fall back tonight. It's actually 2 a.m. If you want to stay up or if you can't sleep, it's fun to watch all your electronics actually kick over. Well, your internet-connected electronics. Yeah. That oven is going to hold out. (laughs) Unless you have a smart oven, yes. That's the the thing. The, The oven, the microwave, and the fridge. Right. Those are the those are the only three that I currently have to... Well, and some people still have the old bedside alarm clocks. Yep. And they don't change. Those will have to do... Yep. I just realized my car will not change. My car has a button for uh, enable or disable daylight saving time, but right. it won't change on its own. Newer cars. Newer cars will. Newer but cars are yeah. internet connected. But so. if you want to stay up and watch your TV kick over, it's at 159.59, and then it will jump back to one. 
No, it goes up to 2 o'clock. Yeah, it would be right at precisely 2 a.m. Anyway, I put a link in the show notes, item number 10, if you care. In our second half of the show, uh, we will go over the latest little... Uh, not debacle, the latest ongoing, it's like a soap opera of what's happening with uh, Shaw and Rogers. It's not quite as advertised. I'm a little mystified that my media colleagues don't seem to, I guess they got a lot of stuff on their plate and a lot of deadlines to do with everything going on, but it, it's kind of obvious when you actually look at the actual what's being said, but the headlines are are a little misleading yes. on this. I've had several people this week say, so, you were wrong, that Shaw-Rogers thing isn't happening. And I go, where did you read that? And they go, well, that's what... No, no. I go, no, look at the actual news stories. The headlines are a little misleading. That's the problem is people don't read past the headlines. Well, to be fair, the headline writers need to be more on their game on this one. But if anything, it's closer to happening now because we now have marching orders from the minister. Anyway, we'll talk about that in the second hour. We've got lots of other stuff to talk about this week. I wanted to, we haven't had a chance to talk with Charles about this. Netflix's $6 a month basic with ad subscription tier, Charles, is now available here in Canada. Yes, with a catch, though. Catch For us Apple users. Yeah, Uh, let's uh, talk about that one first. Yeah, we'll talk about that first. So if you have an Apple TV box, that's the piece of hardware, a little Mm -hmm. black piece of hardware, uh, if you have the Apple TV box, then you you can't sign up for this plan at present. Same uh, if you have a PlayStation, right? And I don't, I don't understand why anyone would anyway. But the uh, yes, it's cheaper. That's that's its sole saving grace. It's also much lower resolution. Yeah, well, let's go through this because I've had several because I've had several people saying, "Should I do this?" And I said, "Well, first of all, are you on Netflix now?" Most of the people that have asked me have said, "Well, yes." And I go, "Okay, so here's the deal: it gives you about ninety percent of the Netflix catalog." But, as Charles said, only in 720p quality, which is fine for tablets and smartphones. Sure, if that's all you ever look at stuff yeah, on. Yeah, a lot of people do. They just sit there in bed reaching, that's cool. I've got a client who's recovering from hip surgery, and Netflix fair, is keeping fair, him sane. Fair enough. He's doing that on his iPad. Yep. Um, it also includes four to five minutes of unskippable 15 to 30 second ads per hour. Unskippable. And this surprises me that they did this. Not only before the show... But during, during the show. That's the whole reason yeah. I left cable, is so that I could get away from interruptions on my movies yeah. and TV yeah. shows. Yeah. Now, because of the streaming ads, you also can't download any content for watching later when there's no internet, like on the plane or on the ferry. Right. So, so this is... So $6 a month, Right. that compares to the $10 a month basic no ads, lowest resolution subscription. The $16.49 a month standard HD subscription, the $21 a month premium 4K subscription, which is good for an up to four screens at the same time. I, I have said this before on this show, but I'll say it again. What I like to do, what my wife and I do, is we'll rotate services. We have Disney, we pay for Disney Plus, for example, for a year. Yeah. And then after that year, we've probably watched most of what we want to watch, so we let that go and get a different service in its place. So we're not spending any right. additional like, money. Like Crave and then or a Netflix year or, or two app. later, yeah. Yeah. they'll have added enough new content that would be like, oh, we'd like to come back to Disney Plus. Oh, look, they're having yes. a flash sale. Let's get that. It's like changing restaurants. That's exactly yeah, it. Exactly. So that's it. But anyway, it's there. I was just curious to see what your take on it was. I'm glad it's there. 
I guess. Yeah, uh, you're right. For people like the, the your fellow in the hospital. Yeah, or for people on a fixed income who have a lot of time to watch movies and therefore they want to several. So it, it's there. It's just an option. It's not like they're taking away anything else. But but just uh, before you go there and sign up for it, I just want you to be aware of those limitations. So no downloads, unskippable ads, and if you've got a big screen TV, you are limited to that 720 resolution. And that's the whole point of watching movies. And at present, it doesn't work on the PlayStation or the Apple TV box. They'll that, get that, they'll, they'll get, get that over fixed. that yep. at some point. I showed that to a fellow. It wasn't why I was there, but he was asking about this. So I showed this to a fellow that just got, about a month ago, uh, a nice 65-inch 4K TV. Mm. He's in his 70s. And right. he said, my son said I should get this thing. I'm not sure I really appreciate it. And I said, well, okay, well, let's actually change the resolution on the Netflix back... Well, I did it on YouTube. because mm-hmm. So I showed him something that he, was, that he was watching in 4K, and I changed the gear back to 720. He goes, oh, that doesn't look very good. And I said, okay. So 74, and you can still appreciate the difference. That's so right. that's the difference between 720. 720 means 720 lines of information. And Brian, we're now, we went to 1080 years ago. Yes. And now we're on 4K, which is... Do your math. Four times... Well, yeah, four times ten. Twenty one sixty. Twenty one sixty 2160 horizontal, and then and YouTube now supports eight K. Yeah, which is forty three. Most, most TVs will just downsample it, yeah. so that's no, not really. Uh, but I was going to mention before we take a break: if you are out and about this weekend, mm-hmm. Atlas Audio Video Unlimited on the corner of Vancouver and Yates, they nice are folks. having their first mini tech show since before the pandemic in Yay! person. So they've got some of the latest uh, prototypes. The kind of stuff we would see at the Consumer Electronics Show, and they've got the people from the various brands. So it's like a mini trade show. It'll be it'll be busy, but if you're downtown this weekend, stop some in. Us, some of us London Drugs people went to a tech conference uh, for for exactly yes. this purpose. Yeah. So if you want to see some of the stuff you can buy, some of the stuff you can't buy, it's just the prototypes of what they hope to make in the new year. Yep. But if you want to see the, the stuff, including the new generation, 8K OLED. Warning, don't bring your wallet. You can't buy it. It's okay. You're okay to bring it. You cannot buy it if you want to, but you can at least salivate. You can salivate. Yeah, so there you go. Atlas Audio Video Unlimited in the corner of Yates in Vancouver. Hope to go down there later today. Okay, 20 after the hour. We will take a break on Saturday morning. We're live, especially if you've got questions about Max, because you got two guys here, Brian and Charles, who are really good at that. That's my weak area. iPhones, iPads, Windows, yep, Android, but not Mac. So, well, you got two guys that can solve this here. 250-386-1161 on a landline. Oh, I shouldn't say landline. Home phone. They're not landlines anymore. Star 1070 on a mobile phone. And you can text us at 107010-107010. If you do, please include your first name in there somewhere. I've got several... Um, text here as well, see if we can stump these guys. And old-fashioned email also works, techtalk, T-E-C-H-T-A-L-K, at cfax1070.com. 22 after 10 Pacific Daylight Saving Time, one last day of that. We should mention, guys, uh, with the power out in some areas, back on in others, this is probably going to be a continual problem. So let's go through it. If people have found that everything is back, and they have no Wi-Fi. Yeah. Let's go through that one. What should they do? Uh, well, usually you'd want to do what the power outage did, which is force you to restart your your uh, Wi-Fi modem. Yeah. So you may have to crawl around on the floor or wherever that box is. Take the vacuum cleaner with and, you. Yes. And unplug it. 
By the way, if it's on the floor, Mm -hmm. if you can, if it's easy and it works, try and get it off the floor as a as a semi-permanent thing. Yes. It's penetrating a lot of furniture to try and get to your devices if it's on the floor. Even if you can raise it up one meter, put it on the desk or something, something. you'll find it dramatically improves the reception. But yes, as Charles said, so make sure that you've done that. It takes about three minutes after the power comes back on to the box before it authenticates because it has to sign in, log in, authenticate, encrypt, all that stuff. And if the power's back on and everything else is working but the Wi-Fi's not, check to see if the light is blinking. If it is, pull it out again. Yeah, uh, on on the Shaw modems, you should see all lights. Yes. And I think on the Telus modem, it's mostly the same way, except the one will continuously blink. And that's the one that's blinking is activity. That's activity. like a brainwave monitor. Right. So y- you may have to do that again if the powers just come back on, mm-hmm. and then that should solve the problem. Should. Some printers, if they're off for an extended period of time without power, they may lose the Wi-Fi connection even though the Wi-Fi light's on. It's like a ghost connection. Right. And it's a real pain in the proverbial, Brian. We've done this. Mm-hmm. Having it to depends. Find the, well, some printers have a screen on them and some don't. Yes. The ones that don't are a pain. The, but even the ones that have a screen, then you've got to use these little dinky keys to type in each letter and use the arrow to get from the A to the 4. Yeah. And <laughs> just, yeah. just say to yourself, okay, it's a game. I'm going to win. You're not going to win. I'm going to take my time. I'm just going to figure out the keys and do this. Yeah, yeah and do that. So even if the and you've, of course you've got to know what your Wi-Fi password is. Now, if you haven't changed it uh, when you set it up, then it's written on the side of the modem or on the bottom if it's one that looks on like the, a loaf yeah, of bread. Right. Yes, and uh, so it's on that box there somewhere. Yeah. And so you can take a. Fo- I I always take a photo of it. Mm-hmm. Rather than keep crawling down. Wait, what was that <laughs> second letter from the yeah. lot? Uh, Shaw's got a good system in there. They're XB6 and XB7, the ones that look like a loaf of bread with a sloping top. Mm-hmm. Yes. It's a word, four digits, and a word. Yeah. Yes, much and, easier to relay to somebody yeah. and they can actually remember that. And that comes from Comcast in the U.S., and they learned the hard way when they first came out a few years ago to make sure that the two words cannot be insulting when used in context. <laughs> so they actually run a computer program that makes sure the two words can in no way. So that's that one. Yeah. No, I want to see the reverse. I want to see what that computer program pulls out. I want to see those last. <laughs> they won't I give it know. to I it. saw one that was, uh, the two words were exact and canon, and I thought, I could make something offensive <laughs> out of this. Um, the other thing is that if you are connecting to a laptop that's made in the last four years, mm-hmm. when you go to connect to the Wi-Fi, it will say, type the password or press the button on the router. And it will send you the password that you've changed and don't remember what's changed. Right. Mm. That's the WPS button. Yeah. And it's two arrows in a circle. And mm-hmm. it's on the front side or back, depending on the Some model. Some modems of your do modem. not have this. Yes. The new, the new loaf of bread ones from Shaw do not have They do. It's on the back. Oh, it's on the back. Hidden on the back. You're right. I had to look. Oh, I've never actually used that button. Yeah, so you just hold it in for three seconds. Because yeah, it it's not the most secure way to pass yeah. your password around. But, but if you yeah. don't know the password, you're staying at your sister's house and she didn't tell you what, or she told you incorrectly what the password is, mm-hmm. you can at least send it to your laptop to get connected. And it will show up in if you're in where you would fill out the password? No, it just connects. It will not oh, tell you what the connect. password is. It oh. just goes, guess what? You're connected. Oh, okay. Now, if you need to, because I've done this twice, mm-hmm. I do have a tool that can then find that password and tell you what it is once the laptop is connected. Okay. We had to do this for a lady who was, um, she's renting, and the landlord was involved in a car crash in California, Mm -hmm. and 
No one knew what the password was. The router was upstairs. She did not have access to his suite. Yep. So we were able to do that. And, and she, Clever. And then I was able to use the tool to get the password so she could then connect her smartphone and her computer. Ellen Perry, well. Ace well, no. Hacker. No, I had to call my friends at Microsoft. <laughs> it's not actually a hack. It's just a hidden... It's just hidden. I have my file. The, uh, on Shaw, now you have the gateway portal you can sign into yes. with, with your, Shaw, um, your Shaw ID credentials, and it will just display the password for you. Yes. So yeah. That's as another. long as you know your Shaw ID... Yeah. Password. Which isn't too hard to reset if you have to. Yes. <laughs> there we go. Okay. But knowing passwords is, is key to the whole thing. As there's especially key ones. For Apple users, you must know your Apple ID. Yes. Password. Uh, your Wi-Fi password for everybody. Oh, speaking of which, this is one of the things that Charles or I are going to give you a mini lesson. I think this could be really great. If you have an iPhone, iPad, iPod Touch, or Mac, I'll tell you where it is in the show notes as we get ready to go to break. But I had to do this for somebody, and I thought, this would this would really be good here. And where did I put it? In the notes. I will find it. But there's <laughs> too much stuff in the notes this week. But there is a new tool that Apple has that allows you to set up recovery contacts. Yes. So if you we, forget we, your we password. We put one of them in the videos, I think. Yes. Yes, right there, 42. Okay. Item number 42 in the show notes. Ellen from Ellen's Tips explains Apple's recovery contacts feature, which was introduced last year. It's a great and flexible way to ensure that if you accidentally get locked out of your Apple ID account, a friend or family member can help you get back in. And she explains it clearly and slowly. She's awesome. Okay, quick break. And Richard and Sharon on the phone line. Stay where we are. We'll go to you right after CFAX News Update. Tech Talk with Alan Perry on CFAX 1070. As we roll on for our Time Change Weekend edition of Tech Talk for November 5th, if you're just tuning in, Charles Martin is in the studio and he has added an extra hat. You can't see that from here. <laughs> he is the Victoria Mac and iOS User Group Program Director. He's also London Drugs in-home tech specialist. He's an instructor for the Victoria Computer Club and is now, in big bright red letters, a contributing editor at AppleInsider.com. AppleInsider.com is very Apple-centric, so it may not be for you PC folks, but we do cover tech news generally. Mm-hmm. So it's actually worth reading, especially if you're thinking of switching over to the light side. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and you would normally be, um, in two weeks, you'd normally be instructing at the Victoria Computer Club, but you foolishly asked me to step in. Yes. Uh, well, the problem is I'm going on a book tour, <laughs> which is a weird thing for me to say. Uh, but I contributed to a book on Doctor Who, which we'll talk about towards the end of the show, I'm sure. Yes. Oh, no, we uh, should mention that because otherwise we will forget. But yes, so... Yeah, it's a, it's a book. It's just coming out now. It's called A World of Demons, The Villains of Doctor Who. And so those of you who have ever watched the show will recognize Daleks and Cybermen and some of the other classic monsters that have been propagated upon our society by these by this irresponsible British television show, <laughs> which is celebrating its 60th anniversary next year. Brian, are you a Doctor Who fan? Uh, I've never actually watched it. No. We'll make you one. Because, this is the reason I mentioned this, Doctor Who is migrating exclusively to Disney Plus here in Canada next fall. Next fall. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, they, they've, they've bought the rights for the new series that is going to be produced next year. Yes. Uh, we'll get some specials in late November starring David Tennant, who yes. has uh, been seen around town here a long time ago. Yes, the 10th uh, Doctor. He's yes. going to return to play the 14th Doctor. Sort of. And here's the big mm-hmm. deal. When this change happens, so not till next fall, don't worry if you're a Doctor Who fan, because right now you can watch them all on BritBox. 
Uh, the yeah. classic. Yeah, you can the classic watch the classic one. series. The news, uh, the uh, uh, the more recent series yeah. from 2005 till now. Mm-hmm. God, it seems like you know that's a long time ago now. 17 years. Yeah. But anyway, that series is on HBO Max in the States, and um, I guess it's on uh, uh, BBC America here. Yes, but the entire thing is now switching to Disney Plus next November. Unless you're listening to us. Well, they haven't got the rights for the classic series yet, but they go, But it seems That's like coming. they're going to. Yes. Yeah. Um, if you have family in the UK and Ireland, they will continue to see it on the BBC. So that will be the asterisk, but everything else, the rest of the world. world the rest of the world. Disney Plus, <laughs> as in next fall. That's item, if you want to know more about that, item number 29 in the show notes. It's a big deal. Okay, back to the phone lines. And Richard. Hi, Richard. Thanks for waiting. Welcome yes, to Tech hey. Talk. Yeah. Yes, hi. So a tree has uh, knocked out our Shaw cable. Yep. And we can see the the the, uh, the line lay, laying there. I can use my uh, iPhone and use the hotspot to connect my iPad and my daughter's iPad, my wife's iPad, all the hotspot. But I cannot connect my iMac. This how how old is the, this? Uh, how old I, is this iMac, Richard? Uh, two two years old. Oh, it should be, yeah, it should be showing up. So when you click on the it Wi-Fi symbol up in the upper right corner of your iMac screen, do you get? Yeah. Does it show your phone being there? Yeah, it shows my phone, and then when you click on it, a little wheel goes around, and you get the two locking chains. Right. And it's blue, but the minute you try to launch anything, like even checking mail or Safari, it just hangs there. Oh, okay, mm. that's frustrating. The uh, fact that you got, so yeah. we should explain, the blue means, yes, it's connected, yeah. and when you get that infinity symbol, like a... Like the two a, interlocking yeah, chains. It's like, like an eight on its side. Yeah. That's the infinity symbol. That's that right. means you now have an encrypted connection. Yeah. So, uh, uh, I have to tell you I'm stumped. I don't know Brian, why that would Any idea work. on that one? I, I, just, uh, I have to do this all the time. Yeah. Between my life, because I'm out in souk somewhere helping somebody, and yeah. we don't have a good steady internet connection. I'm just <laughs> doing my good job of Googling here, and um, I don't know if this is a good lead, but um, check that your Bluetooth is on. Oh, toggle your yes. blu- Or oh, yeah. toggle it off yeah. and then yeah. on. Yeah, yeah. So turn it off. Well, I haven't tried that. Okay, so turn the blu- if it's on, turn it off and turn it back on. If it's off, just turn it on. Um, also, try disconnecting temporarily the other devices that are connected to the hotspot, and oh, then none of them are. Oh, okay, so it's okay because it has a limit of five. Yeah, yeah, five yeah, no, devices I, at the same yeah. time. Well, we've run into that, but normally it would say no, you can't connect. You wouldn't get the connection symbol. The fact that you got the blue and the infinity symbol. Yep. Yeah, that's what's got us stumped. So that's the only thing I can think of would be the Bluetooth. Try, yeah, try turning off and then on the Bluetooth again and then make a new connection. And then if all else fails, reboot the Mac, reboot the iMac. Yeah. I've, I've done that. I've done that. You've done all the right things. Turn the Wi-Fi Bluetooth off on both devices, on the iMac and then on the phone or just on the iMac? Uh, well, just to you be on the safe both. side, do both. Yeah, it would normally be the iMac, but I would do both. And then, which one should he should he turn back on first? The iPhone, right? Yeah. Turn, turn the first. turn the iPhone Bluetooth back on first. Wait five seconds, okay. then turn the Bluetooth back on on the iMac and try it again. All right. <laughs> All right, and let us know. Um, let us know if that works because if we've got a fix for and other if, people, because it's probably not going to be the first person with power outage. If that doesn't fix it, try to find a fork in the road and kill a chicken <laughs> and uh, pray to Vishnu. Yeah. 
All right. And hopefully, the, have you have you spoke to Shaw? Have they got it on the list to send texts out to put the cables back? No, I haven't spoken to Shaw. I, I'm assuming that everybody in the dog on this drive that's affected by yeah, it, yeah. It, it probably called them. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, so the one last troubleshooting suggestion from uh, the Apple support site is uh, if toggling Bluetooth on the Mac doesn't work, try going and forgetting the device and adding it again. Uh, oh, but it's not even going to... Right. Yeah, you don't have to add the dev- the iPhone for this, so I'm yeah. not told. Yeah. Yeah, Bluetooth is your best shot at this. The two are what make the magic work. Right. Yeah, there we go. Um, one other thing that we should mention with these power outages, we do this every time this year, we should almost put it in our calendars because some of you are going to find that when the power comes back on, something won't come back on, as in mm-hmm. it's gone. And there. Right. So this is your opportunity, especially if you're crawling around on the floor looking to unplug the, the router. Check the age of your power bar. Mm-hmm. Power bars last for decades in terms of connecting your things, but in terms of providing protection, protection. they're realistically only good for about three years' worth of protection. And then when the power goes, the next time, uh-oh, the TV just fried. So what we recommend you do when you buy a new power bar is take a felt pen, even if it's a black power bar, don't use a sticky note, it'll come off over the time, and literally write the month and the year on the bottom. Mm-hmm. And after about three years, when you go, oh, right, that was 2020, oh, 2018, oh, 2016, then you can take the power bar out and use it for lamps or anything else non-electronic. Well, non-valuable. Non-valuable, yeah, that'd be a good way of doing it. But if you want it to protect the, the computers, the monitors, especially the big screen TVs, that's a big one. Right. Then please go get yourself a new power bar and write the, the, the date the month and the year on the back. And we, I specifically suggest ones that look like they are designed to handle big electronics. Yes. Right? So the Ultralinks yeah. and the those, Not those something that you want to go to Wally World and get for $3. Mm-hmm. Not that skinny little no. extender. No. Now, you not. don't have to go and pay $150 for a monster one that does no. everything and should include cooking breakfast. You don't have to do that. <laughs> but somewhere in the middle, stores like London Drugs, Best Buy, Costco. I was at Costco last week. They don't have any power bars currently so they uh, the power bars also come with a jewel rating of how much they can handle in terms of a surge yeah. j-o-u-l-e yes That's the jewel rating what uh, is there a uh, you know a certain point that you guys want to look for depends how big and how many well stuff. it depends on what you're plugging into it very very much yeah. um, if you have an 85 inch tv then you want a lot of jewels yeah mm. and even then they don't use that much compared to your computer would still suck more than your 85 inch tv yeah. they're so efficient now but yeah i uh, I need to do some homework. We'll have that answer for you next weekend. What should? But you you can tell you're going to be somewhere roughly in ideally in the forty forty to eighty. Yeah, somewhere in there. Um, Lowe's, Home Depot, right. Rona, they all have decent ones. The one thing you really want to look at it's not a question of price. It's the physical layout. They might have. 10 outlets, but how close are those outlets spaced together? This is the other thing that drives me crazy about electronics. <laughs> Let's get some uniformity here, people. Yes. The, uh, those big, blocky ones that are impossible, yeah. they take up like two Yeah, spaces. and they make sure that the plug is oriented so it takes up three outlets. Right. If you would just turn it 90 degrees, then yeah. it could take the space of one outlet, but no, we're not no. there yet. Yeah, some of them, I bought a, for a client a large rocketfish one, and it specifically advertised, you know, power brick spacing yes. so that there was a few crammed ones on the ends and the rest had like yeah. and two inches between each other in case you put a huge That's adapter awesome. in. awesome. 
Yeah. yeah. So there we go. Look for okay. that. So please, but please do make a mental note to A, check the age of the ones that are there now, and B, if you're replacing any, please put the year and the month on the end. Okay, okay. soapbox away. We have several soapboxes today. That's the first one. <laughs> Sharon, you have next when we continue on Tech Talk after this. As we continue on for Tech Talk, if your power is back on, has been off, it is 10.46 and 40 seconds. Mark. If you're, if you're <laughs> Remember we used to have the time, the time tone? All that. Not a thing. Our yeah. devices are just all digital now. Brian's been doing some homework here, so play Professor of the Air, Brian. Yes. Uh, <laughs> we're going to put this in the show notes, but we're learning along with you. Right. So first of all, a joule is watts per second. Or Sorry, a watt sorry. is one joule per second. I, oh man, this electrical stuff always gets me. So, <laughs> what? so one watt equals one joule, J-O-U-L-E per second. Okay. So um, first off, we've got the basic ranges for what you would want to look for in a surge protector, depending on the devices. Yeah. So if you're doing um, regular small appliances like a coffee maker or, a, or just a cell phone charger, you know, between the 500 and 1,000 joule range, you're okay. If you're doing iPhone, iPad, MacBook, uh, you're looking at a 1,000 to 2,000 range. Mm-hmm. And uh, anything larger, like the whole workstation, a desktop computer, HDTVs, uh, or a server rack, you want above 2,000 joules. So most cases, you're going to want above 2,000 because the whole point of the power bar is you're going to plug five or six things into it. Yes. So and you want each of those cumulatively to be added up. So. And I'm gonna, I'm, we're going to post a picture here and a link to this article. This is really useful, and it actually shows um, a fall-off chart here and which is referring to what we're talking about, the mm. three-year point. Yeah. So they, they have an example. If you start with 2,000 joules at year one, um, by year two, you're dropping down to like 1,600. By year year three, you know, 800, and then you're it's has no protection yeah. the next yeah. year after that. Yeah. So it, it still passes the electricity along. It's yeah. just not giving you any protection in case of an electrical event. Yeah, one yes. of the fellows from Hula Electronics, not Jewel, Hula Electronics here in town, <laughs> taught me years ago. He the analogy he gave me was imagining the big blue rubber band around the broccoli. Every time the power bumps or goes off or you mm. turn it on. That stretching that rubber band. Mm. Oh, How yeah. many stretches does it have in it before it snaps? That's oh. what's happening without the snap part. That's interesting. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it gets weaker and weaker, and the rubber band gets looser and looser, and then one day it just goes, no, and it falls apart. That's what's happening inside that little tiny chip in there. So, it's yeah, your tip is a good one. one. Uh, write in a black mat permanent yeah. marker on what year you bought it, and then three years later, replace it. Yeah. And I had a lady who said, but uh, my son got these for me, and they are black, so I'll just use a sticky note. And I'll tape it on. And I said, okay, but you're actually better to use a black marker on black because when you hold it on the light, you'll still be able to see what you wrote three years ago, even with scotch tape. Over, or you, over or you time, you can use one of those metal, shiny silver pens. Yes, you if go. you've got calligraphy, gold pens or something, whatever, because the anything you tape on it over time is going to get warm and fall off, and now you go, I can't remember how old it is. Oh, yes. You'll yeah, see the tape marks. The you'll yeah. see the tape marks knowing there was something there, so... There we go. Okay. Sharon, thank you for waiting patiently. Good morning. How can we help? Oh, good morning. Uh, I purchased a new Mac Mini approximately six months ago. Mm-hmm. And uh, at that time, I went into London Drugs and I purchased uh, a new Asus 4K monitor. Nice. To, uh, go nice. along with it. Yeah. Thanks, to Charles. Thanks oh, for your help. Thank you. He's blushing. Um, now, I'm having a little bit of a problem, though, when I take my uh, uh, computer out of uh, sleep mode in the morning, it, sometimes it takes two minutes, sometimes it's 
a minute. Oh, that shouldn't happen. Sometimes it takes even longer to to come on, and I'm not sure. And so I tried shutting off the sleep mode and uh, not letting the computer go to sleep. Um, but it's. I, I'm just wondering: is is there? Yeah. Uh, some not talking to each other. I yes, it sounds like it's. Uh, are you? Because uh, normally a Mac Mini would just wake right up yeah uh very typically um but maybe there's some communication with the monitor going on so in oh. other words the uh, it's not the mac mini that's not having trouble waking up it's it's the sync signal to the monitor right what, yeah, what you, what I, have my, I have my big um imac 27 inch sitting next to it and i just hit that mountain yeah exactly that's oh, the whole point right. oh well how can she troubleshoot this charles uh yeah that's well i uh, i would Mm, well, um, while Charles is thinking, I'm going to give you the easy one, yeah. um, and that is to unplug the cable to the monitor, unplug the cable to the Mac Mini. They're not likely going to be dirty, but just the process of unplugging and plugging back in, and it's an acronym called HDCP, High Definition Copy Protection. Right. When a device that generates, a, especially this is important with 4K, it's a different chip, when it sends a signal, it's not allowed to send a signal to the 4K monitor unless the monitor can send a signal back that says, I am a monitor, I cannot record. That's the piracy protection. Right. So sometimes that can be the issue, and simply unplugging the cable, waiting five seconds and plugging it back in, it actually creates a new handshake, if That's you will. Right. That's so right. So it's not the video signal, it's the HDCP. So yeah. that would be the first thing to try. I've had several people do that, and oh, what did that fix? And I go, I don't know, but it's working now. Yeah, the other thing I was going to suggest, but that was that's the first thing to try. The second thing to try is to uh, borrow a little monitor, any size, doesn't matter. Borrow a little monitor from mm -hmm. somebody, plug it into the Mac Mini, and test uh, test to see if it comes out of sleep. Oh, good idea. Because and if, if it does, then you know that the issue is that big 4K monitor. Yeah. Uh, I know that I have one connected to my MacBook Pro, mm -hmm. um, and... Uh, when when I press the space bar, my sc the screen on the MacBook Pro comes on instantly, and the uh, 4K monitor takes about four seconds because it's just huge. And that's the HDCP. That's right. that that's that copy protection. Right. External devices have to send the signal back. So try those, Sharon. And if not, Charles's contact info is in the show notes. Yep, he got it for you. He's got to fix it. We'll no. wrestle it. <laughs> there you. Thanks. Quick break and back with more. Time is going by quickly, unless you're without power. Hopefully you're listening to us on some mobile device on an app. If your power is off, we'll keep you posted on that. We should put the link into the show notes for where you can check for power on. All radios should be attached to your exercise bike. <laughs> and so you can generate the power you need yourself. Brian, you've added a new item to the show notes. Item number 30. Thir oh. Item number 30. Yes, number 30. That is the article to uh, explaining jewels and what you're looking for in a power bar. Uh, awesome. it, I think it's a great thing for everybody to review. Don't let, yeah. don't lose a device. I mean, I've had this happen before. Where you lose a device due to an old search protector. So, yep, I've I'm probably up to about a dozen devices over the years that people have had fried from microwaves up to brand new TVs. Oh yeah, My, we, we did, did have one. I used to live in Florida, the lightning capital of <laughs> the earth, uh, <laughs> and it really is. And uh, every and I worked in an electronics shop. So guess what happened after every big thunderstorm? People would bring in a whole truck of stuff yeah 
and say, it's dead. And I go, yes, it is. Yes. Uh, but the uh, here's some power bars for the next time. Yep. But um, And battery backups for your computers. Um, but the, the, the point is that, uh, the, relatively speaking, we don't get too much of that here. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's been very nice, steady electricity for the most part. Yep. But, but occasionally. In rural areas, especially like East Souk. Yeah. Renfrew, it's a little, little more yeah, highlands, things like that, where there's just so many but, trees. But you that don't can get rub. so many lightning strikes. No, lightning are very, very rare there. One of the things we'll cover in our second hour, I encourage you while we're taking a news break, um, well, I want you to get caught up on the news as well, but I've put a, a video into the show notes. Uh, it's in the security section, item number four. Watch out for a new round of scam texts claiming to be from Costco. Uh, it's very convincing. Again. It's very convincing. Yep. So I actually did a demo, and I recorded it on my iPhone of how this scam works. I take you through all the steps. Um, so I put screenshots in there, but I've actually run a short video that I put up on YouTube that you can watch. Item number four in your Tech Talk show notes. Nice. When we come back as well. Oh, a trivia question. We were talking about um, Doctor Who and the show, um, the 15th Doctor. Her name is spelled... No, N- his. That's her. No. Oh, to his? The new, yeah, the new doctor is still, is going to be a male, but he's a black Rhodesian Scot. That's what the name is. Mm-hmm. Okay, so his first name is N C U T I, last name G A T W A. Yes, and it's uh, for because of the Rhodesian background. Yes. The first name is pronounced Shooty. Oh. Shooty. Okay, so Shooty like a bank Gatwa. robber is yeah. very Shooty. Shooty Gatwa. <laughs> shooty Gatwa will be the fifteenth doctor. Yes. And David Tennant will return to play the 14th Doctor in three 2023 holiday specials. There you go. Okay, um, a couple other things that we won't get to there, but I just want to mention to you. A driver in Indianapolis emailed Apple's CEO to say thanks after he says the crash detection feature in his new Apple Watch saved his life. This is also in the iPhone 14s, if you don't have an Apple Watch, but the Apple Watch 9... Uh, yes, uh, no, Series 8 is the Se- latest series. Of the series. So Series 8, Apple Watch, and iPhone 14 all have this crash detection feature. Not fall detection. The, the other, the earlier uh, watches, some of the, uh, yeah. the Series 4 and up have fall detection. Yes. But the uh, crash detection is a new feature only in the Series 8. Yeah, it's quite an, amazing and iPhone bit 14. Of, quite an amazing bit of technology that you hope you will never need, but it's there if you do. Hour number two coming up. Stay with us. Tech Talk with Alan Perry on CFAX 1070. This is the second half of our Time Change Weekend edition of Tech Talk for November 5th of 2022. Glad to have you aboard. If you missed the first half, it will be available for you as a podcast, all things willing, by about 12.30 or so on the day. Uh, Yeah, that's a fair estimate. Yeah, by the time I quickly chop it up and upload it. That is Brian Pavlicic. He's our tech. He just throws the whole audio file into a blender. (laughs) It's amazing. He can blah, 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 when you see what he does. And he puts it. And then once we put it up uh, onto SoundCloud, then it uh, goes to all the different podcast apps. Right. Found Which sometimes pretty... takes a few minutes. But yeah. yeah. It's amazing that it all works. They all find it and do it. So it doesn't matter what one you're on. They're all there. The other voice is that of? Charles Martin. I'm the VMUG program director. That's Victoria Mac and iOS user group program director and also a VCC, Victoria Computer Club instructor, and a London Drugs in-home tech person. And also now a contributing editor at appleinsider.com. Yep. You'll have to put the other hats to the side and chair the VMUG meeting. I need a new hat stand. <laughs> this coming Wednesday, 7 p.m., November 9th. Yes, uh, November 9th we're doing our general meeting. This one is a Zoom meeting. 
our December meeting will be in person at the ProPat Legion on Gorge Road. Are we going to do it on Zoom as well? Uh, well, technically, uh, if somebody's willing to help us with that, yes, I I'll think so. That. I'll do that. Um, okay. So, yes, I think that will happen. And that will be nice because that way everybody can participate. But again, but anyway, November 9th, 7 November 9th, on Zoom. 7 p.m. on Zoom, we're going to be talking about two different topics. Um, I'm going to be talking about new recent Apple accessories and products that uh, make for great gifts. So not a $6,000 machine, but, you know, the, right. something in the more modest ranges that <laughs> Apple makes. Thank you. Uh, and, uh, and talking about some of their, uh, they just brought out some new AirPods Pro, for mm -hmm. example. Fantastic gift. Um, and then Alan's going to throw in on some other non-Apple devices that, were, that are also make tech devices that make great gifts. Yeah, I help a lot of people decide what to buy and what not to buy, and so it's, I get the feedback, so it's not Alan saying this, it's what people say, so we will do that as well. Awesome. Mm -hmm. In a minute, we're going to uh, go through the latest on the Rogers Shaw saga, but one thing that I thought, uh, one of the neat things that I really like uh, about Tech Talk and all the videos uh, is the videos that you find me and how people take old technology and combine it with new, and oh. I think you're going to love... I encourage you to watch this one, not just listen to it here. My favorite video find of the week is video number 43 in your Tech Talk show notes. It features Swedish software engineer Linus Akesson, who, get this, connected two vintage Commodore 64 computers with a bellows made of floppy disks taped together <laughs> and created what he calls the Commodordian. <laughs> So he's literally got the two keyboards on either side, like an accordion, with the bellows made out of all these floppy disks in the middle. And listen. It's hilarious watching him perform this. Oh, yeah. yeah. The yeah. little grin he's got. Yeah. So I have the video. To say, Weird Al Yankovic is probably ordering one as we speak. Yeah. The music, and I thought this was perfectly fitting. What better way to de debut the Commodorean than by performing the Maple Leaf Rag written by Scott Joplin in 1899? Wow. So he's got all three generations of technology, right? In the yeah. 1800s, he's got Commodore computers and then this. The video, he actually shows how he did it. Uh, as well as as performing the the full thing there. So there you go. Item number 43 in the Tech Talk show notes. If you don't want to be bothered going there, just go to YouTube and search for Commodordian. C-O-M-M-O-D-O-R-D-I-O-N. <laughs> That's easier than typing his name because the Akison has the little dot on top of the And he's a. available for polka nights. <laughs> that would be fun. There you go. Thank you for that. There, there's a bunch of other uh, videos uh, in there as well that we uh, will not get to. I'll just mention them in passing. Um, a reporter in Chile is commenting on rising crime in the area when a bird lands on his shoulder and he keeps talking. Parrot, specifically. Parrot. But then the parrot takes one of his AirPods and flies away out of his ear. They love him. Also, and I thought this was ingenious use of technology, a man is able, video number 40, able to retrieve his brand new iPhone, which fell between the floorboards in a bar. And how did he do it? Well, this is the funny thing. So these recent iPhones from the iPhone 12, I think, and up, mm -hmm. have a connector called MagSafe on the back um, that is magnetic. So uh, what he did was he took his own charger and fished it down in between the floorboards and yep. connected it. And it went snap and connected snap, magnetically. And then he was able to carefully pull it back up. Genius. Bonus point. 
Uh, also in there, GoPro's list of the top 10 scariest moments captured on their mini action cameras. Make sure you have something to wipe off your sweaty pawns if you watch that one. Um, the stunning laser show that closed the October Knockout Outdoor Festival in Sydney, Australia. I did not realize how far we've come in outdoor lasers. It's just mind-blowing. Didn't even know what the KO Festival was. Also, there's a great viral trailer for Ryan Reynolds and Will Ferrell in Spirited, a musical remake of The Christmas Carol that looks like a lot of fun. And at the very bottom of the show notes, normally we have a sign of the week. This is a little different. This is something that Charles found here. It has to do with email and attachments. Makes me laugh every time I look at it. There you go. So if you're getting stressed about power outages and windstorms and stuff, go to check the show notes yeah. when the power comes back on. When we take a break, I will put a link into the show notes where you can save it for future because we're probably going to have more weather events where you can quickly check and see if there are power outages in your area and if so, do they know the cause and how long? Incidentally, there's I should mention real quick that there's a weather app now available finally for well both the iPad which it didn't have one up until yes. now, and then the Mac uh, itself now has a weather app thanks to macOS Ventura. Oh, and it's gorgeous on all of those devices. It's stunningly gorgeous. We had mentioned in the first hour how you can now make donations to your local legion um, with the QR code with your smartphone if you're picking up a replacement poppy. And some two of you texted in and said, can I do it online? And so I put a link and I updated the one with the QR codes, item number 11 in the show notes at shownotes.ca. It now says to make a donation online, instead go here. And Legion National Command has created a drop-down box where you pick the Legion in your area that you want the donations to go to. and Excellent. So, yeah. Nice. A good bit of technology. Okay. Donna, Dave, and Lee, we're going to come to you in that order when we come back after a break. Quarter after the hour, quarter after 11 on November 5th, I updated the show notes again. That's why we use this form of show notes, because we can do this. Item number 31, to find out about power outages and how long before the power will be back on, we suggest you go to this link and bookmark it on your smartphone in particular, because that way if your computer's out, you can go on your smartphone and find out where the outage is and how big it is. It's bchydro.com slash power hyphen outages. I've given you a link that skips you through also into slash app slash outage map, but all there. Item number 31 in the show notes. Tap it, bookmark it. Yep. On an iPhone or an iPad to add a bookmark to a website to your home screen so it looks like an app? Uh, yes. Uh, there's a little button with an arrow yep. pointing up. Square with the arrow. That means do something with it. Do something with this. And uh, one of the things that you can do is says it, you have, yep. may have to scroll down to see it, but you'll see add to home screen. Now it's going to give you a ridiculously long name that will not fit. So shorten it down to something like power outages. Or bank or whatever, yeah, whatever. it is you're yep. trying to And then yeah. add and then lo and behold, it'll be right on the screen like an app, even though it's just a link to a website there. Okay, back to the phone lines. Donna, welcome to Tech Talk on CFAX 1070. Good morning. I'm Hi. out with no power. Where are you? In Souk. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh. That's an area that tends to be prone. There's so many trees between you and the power supply. I know, but I fortunately have a couple of power blocks charged up for my phone. Yes. yes. Good job. Now, I'm calling for two things. The first one I want to know um, is Apple, is, is the 8 series, the latest Apple Watch, 
And when do you expect another one out? I'm planning on buying a watch, mm-hmm. but I'd like to have the most recent. The 8 is the current one. It just came out, so now is a great time to buy it. They tend to update these roughly yearly. Every so, fall. Yeah, and so sometime, yeah, it varies a little bit depending on how the factories are doing, but yes. Uh, but, um, yeah, so there, there'll be a Series 9 next year, yeah. I would expect. Charles won't say this, but I will. When you buy an Apple Watch, they're dirt simple to connect to your iPhone. Yes. But I strongly recommend that you contact Charles and get him to come and show you how to tweak it and make it work for all the things that you want to do. Apple Watches are not just convenient. They can literally be life-saving, but you want to make sure that that stuff is set up properly. So even though you can just take it out of the box, put it next to your iPhone, that part will be done. I really encourage anybody buying an Apple Watch to get Charles in particular. He is our go-to guy for that and knows way more than I will ever know about or how Bri- they work. Brian wears an Apple Watch too, right? Oh, no, so, I don't have one yet. I'm, God! Yeah. <laughs> I'm, maybe it'll be time for me as well. Yeah, Charles yeah. can teach us, but I haven't had time to do that. So if you're going to get one, Donna, strongly recommend you get a hold of Charles. And I, and I will him. just mention that unlike, say, a Fitbit or something like that, which are much more basic products, yeah. but uh, unlike those, you do have to have an iPhone Yes. In order to pair it with an Apple Watch, it is required. Now, you don't have to carry the iPhone with no, you. That's right. the whole point. But you do have to have an iPhone to... Because the iPhone handles the software updates yeah. and some of the other administrative yeah. stuff. But there are so many different settings, particularly on the health side, the fall detection, the heart monitor, that you really want somebody like Charles's expertise to show you. And he won't just show you, he'll ask you, what do you want it to do? What do you want it to not do? Right. And he will show you how to turn off the things you don't want, turn on the things you want, and range the display. So you will, you will be dumbfounded at how much a watch can do beyond tell, yeah. tell you the time and date. And in most cases, that can be done well within a one hour. And Charles will come to your house and do it. Yep. Sure. There you go, oh. Donna. Okay. My second thing is, something like Charles, most of your listeners, I didn't know until very recently, don't know that you and Brian do in-home tutoring and help with computers. I needed a new laptop, and I, I after numerous um, calls and emails, I, I had one of you at my home. You don't charge travel time. Your rates are unbelievably reasonable. You're so patient. And oh, stop, stop, stop. <laughs> we'll never get our heads through the door. You don't stay on the show. Well, no, that's not what the show's about. We, we try to just help people right here. But, yes, that's what we do the rest of the time when we're not here. Charles does it through London Drugs. Brian and I, like David, like A10, we, we do it independently. Oh, are you the Donna that just got an amazing new MacBook? Yep. Oh, can I keep it? <laughs> <laughs> Brian was showing it to us. It is amazing. He gets to use it for a couple of weeks weeks because I don't even know how to turn it on yet. Oh, you're gonna you're gonna love this. You're in good hands with Brian. Tell us about this MacBook. When I've never seen one like this before, Brian. Yeah, Donna and I were talking about future proofing and getting something that was gonna last a long time. So what uh, did you get her? And we wanted the big screen. So we first yeah. off went to the Apple site. We went to the MacBook Pro 16 inch model. We said, oh yes, 10 cores, yes. Oh, memory comes with 32, but you can go up to 64. Let's do it. Hard drive. Upped it to a four terabyte. Wow! So I've never. This is the most impressive, Donna. Is, I have to is, tell you. Yeah, this, this is, is a tricked out. Yeah, I've never Mac. seen um, this impressive a MacBook for, and it's so fast. 
Yeah. You're going to love it. It's going to last you. And because you went for the M1 Max, was it, Brian? Uh, yes, it's uh, a Max the, in there. Yeah, the M1 Max is uh, the, the most powerful of the M1 class. Yeah. And even though M2 chips are out now, the M2 Max hasn't yeah. happened yet. So this is going to be well-supported and very, very fast for years. You could years literally render movie scenes on this, Donna. You could literally be a Hollywood producer yeah. and you could sit there and create your animation and leave it and it would do it. It's that fast. This is literally the this, best This Mac is an industrial-level pro yeah. machine. You're going to love <laughs> this. Now, back to, to, now that you changed the subject, back to my subject. I would not have known how to, um, what to order, but Brian helped me. So I want you to put in the show notes your contact information for people to reach you to do this in-home tutoring with help in purchasing um, uh, electronics. And and he also insisted I get a new power bar, by the way. I heard you talk about (laughs) that earlier. And did you take a felt pen and write the date and year on the bottom? That's my job. Uh, oh, that's Brian's job. Okay, he'll do that when he brings it. Yeah, that's really important. We do have that list on uh, item 14 talking about Shaw email translation, but we all do this kind yeah, of work. But we don't really want the show to be where it's not like we're trying to recruit clients. We're glad to help people. We're here to, you know, to solve the problems right on the spot here if we can. But thank you for embarrassing us all. Okay. <laughs> Thanks, Donna. Okay, bye. Take, Take care. Bye-bye. Yeah, we should talk about uh, about that because there have been more wrinkles here. So here's the latest. Canada's Competition Commissioner says he won't settle for anything less than blocking the proposed purchase of Shaw by Rogers. Right. That is setting up what may be a showdown between the Competition Tribunal and the Trudeau government. Hearings on the proposed buyout are slated to begin next week, November 7th, in Ottawa. The Chief Justice, who will be presiding, has been pushing both sides to try to reach a compromise, but that's going nowhere. So, here's the big deal. The Competition Tribunal says, no, we don't want this deal, period. The Federal Industry Minister, Francois-Philippe Champagne, who must approve any deal, that's key. He must he's, approve. Yeah, he's the final voice. Yeah, he says, I will approve a deal if it includes Shaw's mobile spectrum being included in the sale of Freedom Mobile and Shaw Mobile to Videotron. Plus, Videotron must agree to reduce Freedom Mobile's rates by 20%. To, <laughs> to, well, that's matching Videotron's rates in Quebec. But they're already the most affordable thing we have out here. Very close. Yeah, but they're 20% yeah. lower in Quebec. The, so the, West, says, wow. the West pays dearly for yes. some of those. And services. Videotron must agree to hold on to Shaw's spectrum for at least 10 years. Mm-hmm. Sean Rogers didn't respond to that. No. But Videotron's CEO came out and said, okay, we'll do that. Yeah. So we're going to hearings next week where the competition commissioner says, I don't want this deal. And I, I understand, I just want to say, I understand the competition commissioner's yeah. position. He's worried that this merger will create less competition, yes. and that is his job, so I applaud him for being concerned about that. However... It's concerned and being stubborn. Right. Videotron and uh, and Quebec Corps, I yeah. guess, uh, are going to become a national carrier, so I think that the, it is a net zero yes. in terms of And if they're a national carrier at rates 20% lower... Yeah. And they get Rogers Spectrum access overnight... That gives them yeah. 10 years to build out their own towers. Yeah. Now, one of the key questions for the hearings is price protection. When Rogers takes over Shaw Internet and TV, yep. how long do they have to guarantee before they not raise rates? Right. That's one of the By subjects. By law, they have to answer, uh, honor the contract, but yeah. 
how much longer the Perce- So that's one of the things. But are we really going to go to hearings over little quibbling things like that? <laughs> and the other one is how long do they have to maintain at Shaw.ca email service before they pull the plug on that? Yeah. So that's where you and Brian and I and David and A10 and everybody come in because I've had several people call saying, well, I was going to book one of you guys to help me move off Shaw, but I don't need to anymore because the deal's off. And I go, A, no, the deal's not off. Not quite the opposite, really. But B... It's closer than ever. The Shaw email service, and Shaw will tell you this if you ask their employees, it's a budget, bare bones... Oh, yeah. Even if even if Shaw email was going to go on indefinitely, which it absolutely will not, yeah, yeah. but uh, even if it was, there's plenty of good reasons to leave Shaw. Yeah. Um, it's and, slow. And, and the, yeah, the main it's thing small. is capacity... Yeah. yeah, you constantly have to manage your mailbox. Why? I can I can keep guessing that? your password until I get it. There's no protection to no stop protection. me from doing that. It yeah. doesn't work outside North America unless you use webmail. And sometimes, Brian, it just doesn't work. <laughs> yes. Right? You know, your sister's on the phone saying, I sent you the email, and it just doesn't go through. It's run by Zimbra, which is the cheapest company there is for email. They tell you that. We're the budget provider. Zimbra's been bought by Cinecore in Texas. They did like Twitter and cut most of their staff. So if you have a problem with your email, good luck getting it fixed. They uh-huh. will put you in touch with somebody and they may call you back or they may not. So Whereas whereas if you move to one of our recommended choices, Outlook.com, iCloud.com for Apple people, yeah. uh, or Gmail if you must, uh, you know, those companies aren't going anywhere. Yeah. And they're very generous. The service is fast. Uh, the, the capacity mailbox, is yeah, huge. huge. It works it, on any device. so many so, good yeah. reasons anyway. for you to uh, so, you switch. Soapbox away, but yes, it is going to happen, but even if it doesn't, it's, to use a very technical term, crappy service <laughs> right there. <laughs> and, Shaw, and Shaw has no interest in maintaining this no. email any longer than they legally have to. So that's one of the questions. up. Anyway, so that's where we go. So stay tuned. Hearings start November 7th, somewhere in here. This is all going to get resolved. There will be a deal. Videotron will become our new fourth national carrier. They are headquartered, by the way, in Minister Champagne's riding. And that riding is Quebec. So you can see from a small... That's probably why they just went, yeah, yeah, we'll do this. Yeah, Exactly, because (laughs) they know he's going to approve it. So yeah, yeah, we we want competition. We want four carriers, not just TELUS, Bell Rogers, and their subsidiaries. So it looks like we're headed on that path. Anyway, links to all that, so it's not just... Alan and Charles and Brian yapping at you about this. Links and all that are items 12, 13, and 14 in the show notes, and feel free to share them. Item number 15 is we often get asked by people who've had their Shaw.ca email migrated for some info which they can give to their friends and family explaining why they should also do this. So I prepared a three-page handout which you can show, give, or send them, and it's in the show notes. I've got a one-page handout because Shaw email is bad. (laughs) (laughs) Just in the biggest font that will fit on the page. There you go. Okay. Uh, Dave, Lee, and Richard, thanks for bearing with us while we went through that. Uh, We'll take you when we come back. One other thing I wanted to mention in the show notes, several recent robberies of people buying a used PlayStation here in Victoria. Brackets, they caught the robber, West Shore RCMP, way to go. It prompted the team at used.ca to update their list of tips on how to buy and sell online without getting scammed or robbed. I really encourage you to look at that list. It's item number eight in the show notes. They've actually made some changes to it. And one of the most common things is if you are buying or selling, don't be alone. 
and don't do it in some place private. You are more than welcome to use the lobby of your local police or RCMP station, or at the very least, the parking lot where there are high-quality digital cameras. And if the person that's going to buy or sell doesn't want to meet you in the lobby of the library or the police station or something, that's a pretty good sign that you shouldn't be buying or selling. Yeah, don't let them co- coerce you otherwise. <laughs> yeah, and also, they talk about the payment methods. Do not do it in cash. Do it through e-transfer. Mm-hmm. So you don't have the cash to be robbed. Yes. Just in case. Don't want to go there. There we go. Much more coming up. Stay with us. Tech Talk with Alan Perry on CFAX 1070. With Charles Martin and Brian Pavlicic for November 5th, Ricky Winter from London Drugs will be with us to preview the Black Friday deals next Saturday out there. Yay. There are a bunch of pre-Black Friday uh, sales that are on this weekend. Unless you really, really need something right now, I would wait the extra two weeks to Black Friday. The Black Friday deals are always measurably better. Unless than, unless the place that you're considering buying from has already, you know, said, because of some, especially yeah. down south, they've started, uh, Black Friday, Black Schmighty. If you look we're, closely. We're sailing on now. If you look closely, it's pre-Black Friday, right. and the prices will be cheaper. And then you got to go back and get the difference in here. Um, Dave called from a chosen. He was trying to find... Um, a power bar that's got, as we were saying, somewhere upwards of 2,000 joules. Um, I looked at some of the ones from London Drugs that are online, and the problem is they don't list the joule ratings. There is one that is there now, uh, Trusted by London Drugs 10 Outlet Smart Power Bar, and it's $40, and as you said, Brian, four of them have got the plugs spaced farther apart so you can fit power bricks into them. Yeah. So it's got 10, and it's available at local stores. Mm-hmm. Um, we try to support local, but Amazon has a really great one that I bought for our customers because I couldn't find any decent ones at local stores. Amazon Basics, 12-outlet power strip surge protector, 4,320 joules. Yeah, there you go. Eight-foot cord, $37.48. So Plus shipping. What yeah. is? Yeah. yeah, unless you're on Amazon Prime, in which case. Yeah. And now the big warehouse is open in Sydney, so you get it the next day. Again, want to support local if we can, but because of these storms, so many of the stores are out of stock. But there's one. So London Drugs does have a couple, and that's the brand, Trusted by London Drugs. And I know that unit, yeah. and it's got plenty of surge protection. London on Drugs, it. when we have stock, we also carry Ultralink, which is another yep. fine brand. Yep. Mm. There you go. So a couple ones there. Okay, back to the phone lines. And Dave's been waiting patiently. Hi, Dave. Hi, Al. How are you doing today? Good. How hey. can we help you? Uh, just to say, I you know I love your show, and you guys do a great job. Oh, thank you. Thanks. Uh, my question is, I have a 7th generation iPad mm-hmm. that I recently updated to iOS 16. Right. Now, I can't seem to access the new customized feature on my lock screen. When I press on the screen and hold, nothing happens. Uh, that's right. The uh, uh, that's a, That's an iPhone feature. Yeah. Um, the uh, the I think that will be out with sixteen point two, uh, which is should be coming before the end of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm going to expect end of November. Yeah. Um, and see if it'll work there. Uh, but yeah, no, it's not a uh, the press down and customize your screen is uh, an iPhone only feature. You can also go because uh, I haven't had a chance to play with it too much. But you can also go into settings. And then uh, see if you can uh, customize it there. Yeah, but the actual press to hold is coming, we think, with 16.2, which is due out in a couple weeks, possibly 16.3. Apple wants to make sure it works so you don't complain. Right. 
So coming right, soon. Hey, thanks a lot, guys. Right. Uh, great answer, and uh, love your show. Awesome. Okay. Thanks, thanks, Dave. There we go. Yeah, there's things that we... There's a big difference between iPhone. That's why iPhones have iOS and iPads have... Uh, iPad OS, right? Yes. They are they are slightly different. Yeah, because there's a bigger screen and more capability of doing things there. On our show notes, by the way, um, I put a, a special tab: iOS 16 new features. So where you see the show notes with all the different weeks of notes, there's travel tech tips, and there's also iOS 16 new features. If you've recently upgraded your iPhone or your iPad to that, I encourage you to take a look. As we find new things in iOS 16. Uh, then I put them all in there. So there's some really handy ones, like for a, and it gives you little how tos. Like one of my favorite ones on iPhones is if you've ever mistakenly hung up on someone on your iPhone by accidentally pressing the button on the right side while you're walking down the street holding onto your phone so you don't drop it, iOS 16 includes a way to prevent that from happening again. And it's there. There's a picture. Settings, accessibility, touch, and turn on the new prevent lock to end call screen. I've had several hugs from people. (laughs) I love this one too, yeah. Yeah, it wasn't included in the initial release. It was there, but no one knew what it was, and then somebody found it. I would often be trying to start a call and then want to turn the screen. I'm in my AirPods. I want to turn the screen off and put it in my pocket, and I'm I'm trying to connect the call, and I just hang up. Exactly. This switch prevents that. If you'd like your iPhone's battery percentage displayed on screen, iOS 16 brings a switch to do that. Charles, is that switch there for iPads now? For what? Sorry. To have the battery percentage? It's uh, there on yep. iPhones. I'm looking at it right now. So settings, uh, battery. Yeah, that would be, uh, yeah. That... Settings, battery, and turn on battery percentage. Right. There, iPhone or iPad. There we go. So that, that's the kind of thing that, that we update there. Um, we should mention one thing. App developers have been updating their apps to make them compatible with iOS 16.1 and to make them able to use all the new features. For some reason, Apple does not update the apps on your device anywhere near as often as they could. So if you're ever hearing about some new thing and you go, well, mine doesn't do that. I put the directions in there. It's item number eight, not in the show notes, but in the show notes, iOS 16 new features. Just... Open the App Store, tap on your picture or the head and shoulders icon in the upper right. Mm-hmm. In the pop-up that appears, pull down with your finger in the middle of the screen like a spring and let go. And then if you scroll down, you'll see how many apps need to be updated and tap update all. So Sometimes I did this. Sometimes it's an astonishing number. I do yeah. this all the time and I still routinely get. Yeah, if you want to check it now, I did mine two days ago. So I'm going to do that. So on my iPhone, I'm going to go to App Store. I'm going to click on that little head and shoulders icon. I'm going to pull down in the middle, and lo and behold, update all, 32. I did it two days ago. Two days ago, I Update know. all. There you go. How many do you get? Well, I get. I usually get a number in somewhere in the 20s. Yeah. Um, and the reason is because, like you, I have a ton of apps on this thing. Yeah. If I only had the basic set, I would see much, much fewer. But even there, they're updating them every few days because the app developers have got teams working on using the new features in iOS 16. And so they get two new features done, they put out an update, and then the team works on three more and puts out an update. So the updates are coming thick and fast. I wish there was an easier way than going through four steps, but if that's our biggest problem, we are doing okay. Well, you can just turn on automatic updates, and it it it, it does it slowly, but it will do them on a much more paced schedule and you don't have to think about it. Exactly. There. I just did want to mention this other one again because I had several people this week asking me about it. You get a text that says, Dear customer, Costco executive member, your 2% reward of $432.56 is now here. See your reward. 
and it's got a button to click on. Don't do it. But if you do, it takes you to a very real-looking Costco wholesale page and says your 2% cash reward is now ready to be redeemed. Redeem here. And there's, yeah, don't do it. And if you do do there, it it takes you to a very good-looking interact page with links for all the banks and credit unions in Canada. Mm -hmm. And if you click on yours, there's a login page. Now, a couple things. still not your bank. I created a video walking you through how they try to scam you. But yes, first of all, the texts come from a number in California. There's no mention of your name. Costco rebate checks are issued by postal mail, not by text, and in January, not November. And then it suddenly went, wait a minute, if I'm getting a rebate of $432.56 on a 2% reward, I would have had to spend more than $21,600 this year at Costco to get $432 back. (laughs) So, nice try. If you tap on the link, it takes you to a fake Costco rebate website hosted in Bulgaria. Blah, 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 blah. The scammers are hoping you'll be duped into giving them your login info for your bank so they can steal your money and your identity. That's right. Never, never click on links and texts or emails. Or as as you were saying recently, always assume it's a scam and check with your bank. Yeah. So that is there. The video that you can send to your friends. I posted it on YouTube of walking through this. It was very quickly done about 1130 last night. Item number four, shownotes.ca. Okay, back to the phone lines, and Lee's been waiting patiently. Hi, Lee. Hello, Alan. Hi there. Yeah. I, I have not question. heard your voice in a while. How are you, my friend? Well, we're hanging in there. Charles was over to do some business with me the other day. That's right. And had a great we, time. Uh, yes, we, I learned a great deal. But one of the questions I asked him, because I want to get back to scanning those 3,000 slides I still have to uh, make movies out of. Yes, Seems Windows Movie Maker no longer exists. It's still there. Um, it should still be in your computer, and no, I... It, because he had to have his computer wiped. Okay, I can put it back in for you. Uh, okay. You cannot, as a regular person, I, I get a little special. To, normally, I would get you to go on to ClipChamp, the new video, but you don't need to learn new stuff, Lee. You had Movie Maker down to an art, so... And I'm glad it still works. You yeah, just so, have to obtain it. Yeah, right. so I have a... I have a full version um, from Microsoft that for people like yourself, Lee. So I'll make a note to give you a call, and I'll remotely connect to your computer, and I'll put it back in for you, and then you'll be well, back that, in business. That's very nice of you, Alan. I yeah. appreciate it. Oh, it's great to hear yeah, your voice. How are you doing? I, Mar- Marlene, well, I'm, we're doing all right, getting older and not moving as fast as Charles will tell you. Let me know if you find a solution to that one. Yeah, <laughs> but the point is, uh, my mind's still good, and I wanted to... I got about three thousand slides left, so yeah. the, the memsob is saying, "Are you going to do those slides or what?" <laughs> so. Okay, I tell you what, I'll make a note uh, to give you a call if you want to see what Lee is talking about. Um, go to YouTube, yes. and search for his name, Lee L E I G H Lee Shankland S H A N K L A N D. Lee was a foreign service officer. Mm-hmm. Has told me many amazing stories about his adventures. Overseas. And has evidence of it. <laughs> and also and also a former uh, Navy officer. Yeah. Thank you for your service, Lee. I should say that as well in Remembrance Week in particular. And so you can go and check out. He's put them up publicly available for people to see. He's scanned his slides, touched them up, added music. Yeah. These are, about, these are amazing videos. Yeah. Uh, absolutely amazing videos. Yeah. So go and check out YouTube. Just search for Lee 
Shanklin, L-E-I-G-H, Shanklin, and you'll find his videos, and that may bring back some memories for you of decades before I was born, but some of the adventures there in Sri Lanka and what was Ceylon. Well, just seeing these other countries as they were in the 1960s and 70s yeah. whenever he was there. So, Lee, thanks for making those public. Uh, we're, we love teaching you this stuff, but it's so great to see people doing that. And if you get inspired and want to do that, if you go, oh, I've got slides or pictures like that, then... Brian or Charles or I, for the rest of you, if you want to go to Microsoft has released a great new easy-to-use movie editing app called ClipChamp. ClipChamp. It replaces the video editor that comes built in with Windows 10 and 11, yep. and it gives you multi-tracking. But the, But the interface... But it's just that Lee's doing so much touch-up and music working that the reason I'm not recommending... You could do it, Lee, but you've got a system that works really well. He's got about five cheat sheets in front of him. We yeah. just need to put Movie Maker back in, so we'll do that. Nice. I left myself a note. Okay, quick break. Back with more. As we continue on Tech Talk for November 5th, the tallest building in the world is currently the... Either of you know? Oh, Dubai? Yep. The Burj Khalifa. Right. 830 meters, that's half a mile tall. I'm I'm 14 floors up and we felt our our you know building vibrating from the wind. Okay, so but get this. 8 800 no, thank you. But get this. Video number 44 in the show notes shows that record is about to be dwarfed by a skyscraper in Tokyo that will be almost twice as tall. What? <laughs> According to the plan, a 1,700-meter-high Zaijing building, also called Sky Mile Towers, will be built in Tokyo Bay, with a group of islands at the foot of the Zaijing building. The tower will feature a hexagonal design, which was found to be the most wind-resistant shape, with six interconnected building legs formed a slotted, tapered structure that can withstand strong winds. There you go. That's from the billion dollar... it's not even built on real land. (laughs) Go check it out. (laughs) It's on an artificial island. Oh, no. No. This is super nope. And he covers several (laughs) other projects that are just in the conception that would even dwarf that. But there you go. It's item number 44 in the show notes. Literally, it's going to be 1,700 meters tall. (laughs) Hey, Siri, convert 1,700 meters into feet. 1,700 meters is 5,577.43 feet. So that's 1.3 miles. You're going to need oxygen to live at the top floor. 1.3 miles. And a spacesuit. <laughs> wait, wait, how many meters? It was, it was 1,700 meters. It's about a mile up. So 1.7 kilometers? Yeah. Yes. Mile and a half up. Tall. Okay. Tall. Yeah, so then mile, mile and a half makes more sense. Yeah. There you go. Well, yeah, that's yeah. nuts. Anyway, it's in the show notes. There you go. Okay, uh, Richard's been waiting patiently. Hi, Richard. How can we help? Hi. Yeah, this is Richard calling back with the uh, hotspot. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can't turn Bluetooth off on the iMac. It says Bluetooth cannot be turned off. Oh, he's you got a because you have a, because you have a Bluetooth mouse and keyboard, and if you cut Bluetooth off, you will not be able yeah. to turn it back on. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> okay. No. So borrow do, borrow oh. wired keyboard and mouse. Any. Even a PC one will work fine. And yes. Just plug them in. Yeah. Well, it's got to be probably USB Type-C, though, if he's got a new iMac. Yeah, you need to plug them into a hub that has USB-A ports. Oh, modern problems. This is frustrating. Yeah. Yes. Another quick question. Another quick question. Why this, Why can you only stream two uh, devices on Shaw Blue Curve? Uh, what do you, uh, what How do you mean stream two devices? Yeah. Well, you know, if you're using the Blue Curve app and you're watching something and another individual's 
logged on as well. That's it. You can't log a third one on. Yes, because that's it's a, a massive amount of bandwidth. Yeah. yeah, that's because you're, yeah, that's because you're chewing through your allotted bandwidth. Yeah, per video. and the box can't put out that much 4K video at the same time to two streams, so it's limited. Right. That's why. So you can do everything else with it, but when you're actually streaming video, the video is actually coming to your mobile device via the Blue Curve box. Oh, not the gateway. Right. right. Oh, okay. Yeah, so because it's 4K oh, okay. HDR enabled, and it doesn't know what your device is going to be, it's limited to two. Yep, if you're actually running it on Wi-Fi and you're watching it on Netflix or YouTube or something else, you can stream as many as you want. But if you're actually right. using the Blue Curve app, it's limited to two. Yep. I see. Okay. Good question. Good right. question. Thanks. 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 Um, Patty texts to say, do I install 15.7.1 before 16 on the iPad? No, you don't have to. You can go right to 16.1, Patty. Anybody else that's got the iPad, if you go to Settings, General, Software Update, It'll show 15.7.1, which is a really important security update. But if you scroll down, you will see 16.1 waiting below that. That's true. 16.1 changes the appearance. And some people go, I don't want to go there. And I get that. But do recommend it. Yeah. Uh, because it contains additional... It doesn't, it does, I mean, for a typical Mac user, it doesn't change the appearance that no. much. No. But it adds a bunch of features that you can explore on your own. And that's why there is a tab in the show notes that says that right there, that says iOS 16 new features. Person that asked, where is that instructions about updating your apps? Go to shownotes.ca. Depending on your browser, depending on your device, the tabs will be on the left or across the top. You'll see three 2022 tech notes, iOS 16 new features, travel tech tips. You want iOS 16 new features. The app updating instruction is item number eight. Text from Marie. My granddaughter has a really good plan with Freedom Motor Oil, $45 a month. How much is Videotron? Videotron is about 20% cheaper than, than Freedom in Quebec. They're the number one mobile provider in Quebec. So the minister has said... Before I approve any deal, I want your rates to be 20% cheaper than what Freedom is currently. Yeah, because why should Quebec be getting a special deal? There you go. From Bruce, when you get a new MacBook, what is your recommendation for Time Machine? Just iCloud or also a local Time Machine backup? I still use local backup as I have more than a terabyte of data. That's right. And uh, the, the iCloud um, fee for that much space would be a kind of expensive. So I say... Um, Back up your, you know, use iCloud for your photos, reminders, calendars, etc. Mm -hmm. And use Time Machine for um, backing up the entire system. There you go. Okay. Um, question here, I will reply to you separately because we won't have time here. My son wants a gaming PC for Christmas. Can you recommend a gaming PC that won't break the bank, please? He plays Roblox, Fortnite, etc. So I'll have that answer for you for next weekend. Mm. I'll talk to Ricky Winter from London Drugs because that stuff changes. Uh, Boy, does it change. Roblox yeah. and Fortnite are the lower end of gaming, but still requires some decent video power. So leave that one with me. We'll have that one for you next weekend. Uh, I'll just add David Jones, friend of the show, called in and wanted to add to our power bar conversation. Yes. Another metric uh, that you want to look for is nanosecond response time, or less than one nanosecond. So it, less than a nanosecond of surge can get through before it's going to cut off. A lot of modern ones are going to cover this, but that's uh, he just wanted to round yeah, up Yeah, you'll find in there. most cases you can't find that spec because it's sort of become... It it's was become a big a standard, deal. Apparently, it's, yeah. it's now just become a standard there. One thing I'll put into the show notes briefly, repeating from a few months ago, because this has been asked frequently, we're updating the format of digital pictures we take, switching yes. from the JPEG format 
to the new and much higher quality .heic, high-efficiency image codec. The problem is some devices and programs don't yet know how to handle that. Item number 17 in the show notes tells you how to change the setting on your iPhone, iPad, or Android. It also tells you what apps to use if you've already inherited HEICs for both Windows and Mac. Charles recommended specific apps, so we've put that one in there as well. Yep. Got to go. We'll find you Wednesday on the Zoom meeting for VMUG. If you're a guest, never been to one before, the link is next to Charles's picture in the show notes. And I'll talk to you for the Victoria Computer Club when I fill in for Charles on the 17th. And again, you're in welcome to join me on the 20th, 2 p.m. at the Sydney North Sandwich Branch Library for staying safe online. That is in the show notes as well. Thanks, Brian, for putting everything together. Thank you. Good to have you back, Charles. Oh, thanks very much. Always a pleasure. I will leave you with the Commodorean by Linus Ackerson, two vintage Commodore computers and a bellows made of floppy disks. Enjoy the rest of your time change weekend. Remember, clock's back one hour tonight. And so it goes. <laughs> <laughs>